something else Tell me movies Movies and telly Now me and my dad As I said in the previous episode He has passed away And one of our favourite pastimes Were watching films And well television shows really And it got me thinking the other day Because even though we watched very similar things We always had different taste In what we enjoyed So my question is Hitting the microphone. That's not a question. My question is, what makes a good TV show or a movie? So in the trusty Pokedex. It's not Pokedex. It's not. It's actually a book. But anyway, we're going to explore it. So I've got some examples of movies that made a profit, like a really good profit on a really low budget, to movies that made, well, almost, well nothing really, on a high budget. Just to show that you don't need a lot of money to make a good film. My other thing, so I keep checking my monitor, you see, because normally I'm not doing it on this camera. It's very confusing. Oh, it's so movie-like. But um, we are going to explore certain things. And I'm wearing the old top hat for this because we mean business today. So, let's have a look at cost. So I've got, one, I've got four examples. Two films that had... One had a relatively, well, the, the both low budgets, but one had like an extremely low budget. And we're going to see how much they made. Then we're going to have a look at two films that had a really, really high budget and made nothing. So, we'll start with the low, with, with the ones that didn't make anything really, because they're, they're interesting. So, the first film is King Arthur. Now, that had potential because it was an all-British cast sort of thing. We did have... um. I forgot his name. Sons of Anarchy, the one that plays Jackson, who's lost his accent. But um, he, he played Arthur, you know, Sword in the Stone and all that. So that film cost $175 million to make. $175 million, right? Now, if I've wrote this down correctly, it only made $150 mil. Like at the box office sort of thing. So that lost $25 mil. It didn't even break even. The next film, now this one is just outrageous. Um, I mean, if you look at the cost to make compared to how much it lost, it's not as bad, but it cost $225 million to make, which was the, the Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. So $225 mil, and it lost $98 mil. So I really should have looked over this. So it basically, it actually, yeah, it probably it, it did make probably, I, I don't know, I can't do math, but basically... You know, budget isn't really an issue because you've got two very big budgets. One with a, a Hollywood A-lister, despite all the crap going on with him, Johnny Depp. You know, he's really, he's, he's a phenomenal actor, let's be honest. They made nothing. So let's go on to films that have had low budgets. Now, one of my favourite films, it's a cult classic. Mad Max, the first one. So Mal Gibson's first portrayal as Mad Max. In American dollars, it cost three hundred and fifty thousand, right? Three hundred and fifty thousand. So I'm gonna let this sit for a bit. Ha, <laughs> that rhymed. How much do you think it actually made? So I think, Mad Max, Mal Gibson, you know, but when he spoke with an Australian accent, not this American one he does now. But just think how much. You thought yet? Shall I put you out? I can hear my kid outside. He's probably come to get me. I'll put you out your misery. 
Misery. Misery. I've turned to Sean Connery. 350000 to make, and it made $100 million. Really wanted to go Doctor Evil then. But it made 100 mil. That is crazy. When you consider it cost 350000 But the film, for my money, that was amazing for cost. Paranormal Activity 1, the best one. 15,000 to make, right? 15,000, not 150,000, 15,000. Now, how much did that made at the box office? And this is all American dollars. Have a, have a, have a thought yet? Oh, that was my chair. That was terrifying. God, paranormal activity. <laughs> 193.4 million. That was it. With a film that looked like it was shot with someone who had just brought a camera. Like, I've just brought this new SLR. Look at me film. Come on. 15,000 to make and just shy of um, 100. 100. Yeah, 195 mil. Just shy of it. That's crazy. So we clearly can see that budget doesn't really impact. I mean, we are very broadening it. Broadening it? We've gone pretty vague, you know. So we've looked at budget. Now let's look at... Uh, where am I? Actors. So we're looking at, do you need... Well, to be famous, essentially. Do you need that Hollywood A-lister kind of cast to get in there? So if we look at Clerks, the original one. Now something that always baffled me was why it was filmed in black and white. Now apparently it was filmed in black and white because they couldn't afford colour film. But it doesn't take anything away from it. I also found that they sold the rights to that, which sucks. But then he didn't sell the rights to, is it More Rats? I think it's called. So he did a reboot of it with the characters. But yeah, so um, Clerks, relatively unknown, really. I mean, obviously the stand-up and everything, but he didn't have that like, wow, freaking cast. But the way it was filmed was genius. But um, so you got Kevin Smith in that. One, that... It's cool is Spider-Man, the, the new one with Tom Holland. So there's a lot of A-listers in it before you moan at me. I know that. But I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, aren't I? Jacob Batalon? I've I'm, I'm butchered that. He was really next to Unknown. And he's one of the best characters in the film so far. You know, when he, he takes the show for me. Um... I'm just looking at other ones. Like, if you watch... What's the film? Uh, Wolf Creek. Now, it's based on true events, I believe it was. But that's pretty much got, like, no one famous in it. And that keeps you on the edge of your seat. So you don't really... Like, Blair Witch. Blur? Blair Witch, even. That was, when you're watching now, pretty crap. But at the time, that didn't have anyone that was famous in there. And it was... It, again, it kept you on your seat. And then I thought what I'd do is, going on with do you need Hollywood A-listers, is I'd... Well, I haven't wrote down two that I've... Well, I've wrote down Kevin Smith and Jacob Batalon. I don't even know what his name is in the bloody Spider-Man film, I forgot. Hmm. But anyway. I thought I'd give two actors who I think have never made a bad film. Where whatever they're in is amazing. So, Denzel Washington. You know, he did the Philadelphia story. He did Malcolm X. Um, he does great biographies. 
So um, Malcolm X, obviously, like if you look at a picture of him in that and the way he is compared to uh, the, the real Malcolm X, it's carbon copy. But the film I love of his was um, Hurricane, uh, Ruben Carter. The boxer that was put away behind bars for years for a crime he, he didn't do. Um, Bob Dylan did a song about it. It's, it's a long song, but it, it details everything. And whatever film he's in, it, it's not a bad film. Like Training Day, how freaking brilliant is that film? Let me just have a drink. I am parched. And there's a shot by me. Um, Candy Craze, I believe it's called. Look at that. Look at that. And I've, I've got manual focus on. So basically it's vanilla cola, full fat, none of that zero nonsense. Bit of ASMR. Bit of ASMR out there. Anyway, so Denzel Washington, I think he has never made a bad film. Even some of the lower films he's been in, they're brilliant. But another one, uh, Tilda Swinton. Now, she has been in more films than I can name, to be fair. But two films that stand out are... (laughs) Forgive me for this one. The Chronicles of Narnia. Because I think that is a great film. But, another film, which, now I'm good at clocking films, right? Like, uh, when my wife first showed me the um, uh, DiCaprio film, Shutter Island, I clocked that immediately, pretty much. Like, there was just clues and I was like, yeah, I won't ruin it for anyone. Because if you haven't seen it, it is a really good film. But I clocked it really quick. But when I watched this film, I'm about to say... I still don't know it. I don't know what's going on. But The Dead Don't Die with Bill Murray. God damn it, I forgot his name. The Kylo Ren actor. It's got him in it. And they're sheriffs. And basically, Til- uh, yeah, Tilda Swinton, I keep saying the wrong name. She's in it and she plays this Scottish, like, mortician samurai? That's the best I can do to sum it up. She steals the show for me because she's she's brilliant. I think she's just a cracking actor. Like, the way she can just get into, like, the character of who it is. Like, someone who generally gets, I would say, 50-50 kind of review on him is Will Smith. Now, I think he is probably one of the best actors of modern day, really. I know he's um, one of the older actors now. But, like, his films are brilliant. I, Robot, like, that film was brilliant. Like, how, like, because... I won't get into too much detail, but he has a robot arm and he hates robots because watch the film. But basically, he portrays that, excuse me, that old generation trying to live with the new generation in a very vague way. But then I Am Legend, yes, oh, I've got the bloody film now, the actor even. That film is old. I can't remember the dude's name. Please help me out on that one. But either way, the I Legend, yeah, I Am Legend film brilliant he basically is acting by himself for that whole film and everyone hated it i mean the alternative ending was all right because there is two endings one's sad one's also sad but one's sadder hmm not the best description anyway <laughs> but he's a, is an actor that can get into any role uh, probably another controversial one dwayne johnson the rock <laughs> When he first came onto the scene, his acting was dire. Like, you watch him in um, The Mummy Returns, and he had, what, one scene, the rest of him was CGI. It was awful. Then he did The Scorpion King, and his acting was all right. Just weren't believable. But then when I saw him in 
Gridiron Gang blew my mind away. Like, he's teaching um, delinquents, probably the better way to pull it. So children that are caused the fences or like serving time sort of thing. And he, he basically gets them playing um, like American football. Yeah, that's what it is. The pretend rugby. <gasps> Ooh. Um, but you know what I mean. I'm just joking. And it was really cool to watch him portray this character in real life, like who is because it was based on a true story. And it was just getting on my nerves, like how not on my nerves rather, but do you need a film to have cast that are A-listers? So obviously I've just listed off a few there. But then if you go for films like for instance, um Jim Carrey, or Jim Carrey, depending on how you want to say it, his first major role was in a Clint Eastwood film now I can't remember what the film was and he, he just played a druggy rock star I think he did and next thing you know he's playing the mask like his career went but I, I tell you what another thing is jumping into it typecasted Jesus Christ like the the big uproar when um when was it rumor that Idris Elba was going to take over James Bond oh he can't be James Bond he's black I'm like what the hell and then a woman was supposed to take over they went mad again um, another one about Superman being portrayed by the dude from Black Panther. I can't remember his name. I'm not doing very good with names here. But my point is... Uh, I think it's it's personal opinion, is it? Some people are like, no, you can't have it. You've got to do it this way. And I'm like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, let me. I digress, I digress. So it was, um, like I said, Jim Carrey. He was a relatively unknown person. Saying that, that film, The Mask, that was when um, Cameron Diaz made her first film debut. Then you got someone like Adam Sandler. I'm just trying to think of people on the spot here. Um, he was a comedian, stand-up comedian, and he got into acting. Bear in mind, most of his roles were the same. Like, a kind of a doofus, in a way. But then he did... Um, oh... forgot the film. Rain Over Me, that film breaks me every time like talk about typecasting watch that film um that that film is emotional to say the least and then i'm trying to th oh, the guy that plays avi in snatch the guy ritchie film that dude had never had an acting class in his life uh, is the american one cousin avi avi him um that was doug that says that then i know my snatch that if you're american that means something else i'm pretty sure it does um this has taken a drastic turn. <laughs> I think this is where we'll probably drop out for... <laughs> we'll drop out for a shout-out, really. So, let's get on with it. Today's shout-out is... It's quite local to me. Um, so, I'm quite happy, really. Now, as I mentioned before, as I showed before, if you're watching this one, but I'm drinking vanilla cola. The full fat one, let me have a sip now. There we go. It's the full fat one, obviously, Britain and its uh, sugar taxes is crazy, but you can't get it anymore. But what uh, Candy Craze has, which is the shout out, I think I just said that, they they do the colas, the vanilla colas, they do, they, they import American sweets and drinks, I guess. Cereals, crisps, you name it. They have everything from Mike and Ike's to um, 
Butterfingers, to Twinkies, to Moon Pie, the freaking Moon Pie. I love Moon Pie. But they do everything like that. And it's a good price. Like, if you do like things like they had, uh, well, he, he sells the Milky Way. Is that a fudge? What in the hell? I never knew they did that. But it, it's great. If you're ever down in the Tamworth area, go and find him. Candy Craze. I will kind of leave a link if I can. Um in the description of this podcast but yeah one of the best shops to go for if you want sweets that we don't normally get he has an array of them like i said you, you need to go there to really experience it um but yeah honestly candy craze it's lovely and he does coca-cola cherry and vanilla that threw me that did but it tastes beautiful so for this shout out it's all about candy craze honestly check them out it's delicious for the sweets that we can't get it's, it's like walking into heaven. Thank you very much for this shout out. Candy Craze. So, where did we get to? Oh yes, I keep clicking my fingers, I do apologise. We've got two actors that are unknown, and it's only just looking at the monitor then that I noticed I've got like tons of sawdust on my hat. So if you listen to this, you don't need to see what I'm referring to. But this hat, oh my god, look at the top of that! My gosh, so this has been in the garage where I do a lot of my woodwork or building and I forgot, <laughs> but I refuse to clean it. Anyway, so yeah, we've been looking at actors that are relatively unknown. I think the last one I spoke about was, um, uh, I can't remember his name now. I should have actually looked at this. The guy that plays Vinny in Guy Ritchie, he went to Law and Order, I think, actually, didn't he? That's pretty cool. But I think the main thing I was getting at it was, do you... You know, what makes a good movie? Obviously, you've got the storyline, you've got the premises, the locations. There's all little things like that. But if you get down to the nitty-gritty, do you need a high budget or a large budget? Do you need you know, some crazy cast? You know, Do you need all of them? I think the question, well, the answer is no. There's, um, like, if I, I link this to gaming, I'm a massive fan of Fallout. Pardon me, I'm full of bloody burps with that drink. And there's a lot of fan-made films around Fallout. And I think Amazon or Netflix, one of them, are getting a Fallout feature or series on the way. And it's brilliant. Like, the fan-made ones, are honestly, you'd think it's some Hollywood production. Um, like, have you ever watched The Corridor Crew? I think I've just put it on it. It could just be Corridor Crew. Either way, they're on YouTube. And they do via, uh, there. VFX, or virtual effects, right? And um, sometimes they, like, they do films and stuff, or like they rewrite things. That's brilliant. Obviously, theirs is very visual. And it was, it was, it's one of them ones like it for uh, something I think that does make a good film, especially if it's a action film or an adventure film or a sci-fi film. And it is the props, the VFX, the uh, special effects. And it's what's better. Like, have, have you ever watched The Thing um, with Kurt Russell? <laughs> Or is it thing? Why do I keep putting that on everything? Either way, the Kurt Russell film, when at the end you think, oh, he knew all along. But it's one of them ones like that. Because it was, I guess, real, like, props. Like, all the alien scenes and all the, you know, explosions. Like, with Alien, in the film Alien, where the the uh, Xenomorph pops out his chest. They're real. You know, it looks real. It's not digital. It's not CGI or anything like that. And I think that still, hands down, wins because... You can always tell when the CGI in something. Generally, generally, you can always tell. Um, 
like with they did a remake of that film was it 2013 or something like that and again they they kept it true to the original film they used actual props actual real physical effects and then they screened it all out and put cg in it and it ruined it really and it's i i do think if you can get a good blend that'll make a good film um again like i said locations are good like if you watch mad max some of the uh, fury road especially is like the new one with I was going to say Tom Hanks then. <laughs> Tom Hardy and um, Charlie Theron. Like, that film's great because of the location, because it's supposed to be a post-apocalyptic world. Like, with Lord of the Rings, that was all shot in, like, New Zealand. But it's brilliant to watch because they're just in Taisha. Obviously, it's based on a book which was very, very detailed. I used to work in the building that used to be Tolkien's house. It's pretty cool. But I guess, again, it always falls down to preference, really. Like, what I would say is a good film, you would probably say it's crap. Um, Like, one of my favourite films of all time is Short Circuit. Love that film, and a lot of that was actual props, or like when they, you know, back in the day when they used, like, um, stop motion and all that. And then I love Gladiator, not the Kurt Russell one, that is a good film, but I like the one with, I think his name's Sam Marshall, the, the boxing one. Great film. Um... And it, it's just one of them ones. I think it, it. I think this is generally how a lot of the podcast ends, isn't it? Oh, it's all down to personal preference. Um. So yeah, I, I think to make a good film, there are certain ingredients. Like you do need a good storyline. You do need a good location. I would say that. I, I don't rec- really kind of say you don't need a good cast in the sense of like famous, because if they can act, who cares? You know, you could get someone like. I'm trying to think of someone who's famous and I hate their acting. I know. You're going to hate me now. Harry Potter. Now, I only noticed this because of my wife and she's Harry Potter mental. Not mad, mental. She's she's psycho with it. But if you watch the films, they all act. I mean, you can't really see them now, but their arms are like proper, like down, like to the sides. They They don't really act with their hands, if that makes sense. Speaking of Harry Potter, I kind of uh, scratch my nose there with my pen. I have seen a TikTok. Yes, I watch TikTok. I'm also on TikTok. Oh, God. But I saw someone do a TikTok video about Hagrid. I can't remember the dude's name who did it. But it's talking about how he's the most powerfulest wizard ever. And for someone who's not a Harry Potter fan or really knows much about it, it made perfect sense. So I think there's a... Another um another video coming on. But either way, either way, I do think to make a good film, you need... You know what? We didn't even talk about gear, actually. Like, I'm filming this on uh, my D750, a Nikon camera. It's probably going to be blurry because I've manually focused it. Not the best camera for film, let's be honest, but it's better than the little Sony Handycam I've got. But, excuse me, I watched a film. It was on YouTube, just like... um. Like, a, I don't want to say indie, because many people that know me regarding music knows that I hate the term indie, because it's not real. Just like blues isn't a genre. This is going to go on forever now. But basically, someone did a film. They did have a ton of filters, mine, but they did it on an iPod? An iPhone. Same thing. But they filmed this entire thing on their iPhone. No, no studio lighting. I've got two lamps either side of me. Um, no microphones on the camera no booms uh, boomsticks or anything there was none of that and they filmed this entire thing hardcore henry that film was shot from i guess first person and um, pov so to speak 
not porno. But um, and I mean, if you actually look behind the scenes, it is a bit more than someone who's got a GoPro on him. But if you watch a lot of videos on YouTube, <clears> that they're, they're like that kind of view. I mean, they're doing um, there's loads that used to do like nitro cars, RC and sort of thing, and then paintballing and uh, airsoft. But they turn it into films, and they have the um the, the GoPros in different areas, like on the head or on their chest, so you get it from chest view, from eye view, and it's amazing. And you look at it and you think, all you need is a good edit on it. Now, I'm crap at editing, like to put effects on and everything. But if you, honestly, you check out YouTube and watch some like fan-made films. And it is really good. But, I could go on forever saying, you just need this, you just need that. But in my opinion, I would say to make a good film, you need a cast that is bloody good at acting. A good writer. A good location. I mean, ideally, if you can get some good, clear shots, that would be amazing. Um, if you can keep the budget down, that's always a plus, because you want to make money, not lose it. Mel Gibson, when he wanted to get the basically the funding for The Passion of Christ, no one would take it, really. No one would invest in him. And um, he funded the whole thing himself. I think he put, like, 40 million in it. So, I think he put 40 million of his own money in there, or loans or whatever. But because he didn't have anyone else backing him, like any other external people giving him money, all the profit went to him. So he, I can't remember the exact numbers. I don't even think 40 mil was the actual one. But say if he put 40 mil in it, he got a mil in it? That sounds really weird. He put 40 million um, dollars into this film and he got something like over 300 million out of it. And all of that money went to him. Obviously, he paid his actors and everyone else. But he got all the profit. That's insane. But speaking of which, before I end this, hopefully in the near future, I will be making my first ever film or short movie. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I've, I've started getting into writing scripts. And I've got quite a lot of ideas, insane ideas, weird ideas. But anyway, I'm going to leave it there because, I, like I said, I could go on for ages. The book's closed. I threw it on the, the chair thing. So... It just leaves me to say thank you for listening and catch you on the next one, really. Bye.